This is the Workday Red Zone on the ticket, 95.3 and 9.70 a.m. K-N-E-A. Here's your host, Kara Ritchie. Hello, friends. How's everybody doing? Y'all doing all right? Y'all keeping warm? Hope you got a hoodie or a blanket or a toboggan or a scarf or something. Why you a little chilly to know? We won't uh, bore you with the weather, though, because we've got, you know, sports and stuff to talk about. A few different sports, a few different topics. Actually, a lot has gone on in the past 22 hours since we talked to you last, so we'll get through the intro and we'll start going over some of the headlines. I'm uh, Welcome to the Workday Red Zone. Thanks for tuning in here with us on The Ticket, KNEA 970 AM, along with 95.3, 96.9, and 104.1 KBRI. We're streaming online at 953theticket.com. And in addition to that, you can take us with you on the go. Download the TuneIn app, search for KNEA, and you will be all set. If you want to shout at us, really easy, just call us, 8709-303-776. You can also interact with us on social media, facebook.com slash 953theticket, or on Twitter at Kara underscore Richie, or by using the hashtag WDRZ. Hey, I'm Kara. I'm joined in studio by the whole gang here on Wednesday. Keith Merritt's here for hour one. Good afternoon. He's got a very man in black vibe yep. to the ensemble today. I was feeling Johnny Cash today. Do we need to play some Johnny Cash in and out of breaks? I wouldn't object to that okay. at all. All right, we'll see. Uh, we might see what we can do here today. I make no promises, though. I've been very forgetful lately. I might forget about this conversation in 30 seconds. Of course, producing with this today... Uh, Kate Carlton is here. Good afternoon. So uh, everybody present and accounted for, do you want to give you a heads up uh, as well? That coming up in 30 minutes, we're going to chat with Arkansas State women's basketball coach Matt Daniel. All of a sudden, season opener is just six days away, which you guys probably figured that out since the men played an exhibition just a couple nights ago. You'd figure that women's basketball right around the corner. It's right around the corner. As well. So uh, that's what we've got look- to look forward to next week. I am, man, I'm all kinds of intrigued by Matt Daniels' squad because there's obviously a lot of unknowns, just starting with the roster and what everybody is going to contribute. So I'm looking forward to getting up to speed uh, with him before that season opener next Monday, which, by the way, that's the, the fun uh, kiddos day. At First National Bank Arena, the midday game that they'll be having. So, uh, again, just uh, six days away. And I said Monday, but uh, Tuesday, excuse yeah, me. Tuesday, 11 o'clock tip. As I am unaware of what day it is, so apologies there. We'll work on that. Maybe it'll get better as the uh, the week goes along. Uh, also today, we're going to hear just a couple of clips from Butch Jones. Yesterday was press conference day, so picked out just a, a couple of audio highlights in regards to what he had to say, and, and we'll fill you in on that later. Of course, just a heads up, you can also hear from Butch Jones tonight at Live with the Red Wolves as that returns to Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Attention members and guests, Coach Jones and a special player guest will talk about the latest Red Wolves football news and answer your questions. That show begins at 7, and if you cannot make it out, you'll be able to hear it on 107.9 KFine and the KFine app. Also, in A-State News... Got a little fall ball coming up for Red Wolves baseball. They're going to conclude their fall practices by holding their inter-squad fall, fall World Series 
uh, tomorrow through Saturday. So teams are going to be selected at some point in time today. And then they'll put those out on the A-State Baseball Twitter account. So you can look through the teams, kind of pick the team that you think is going to come out on top. And uh, if you want, you don't have to just take Twitter's word for it. You can go see them in person. Uh, The admission to these scrimmages is free. First pitch tomorrow is set for 345. We'll remind you about that as well uh, coming up on tomorrow's show. Big, big day today, though, for Arkansas State Soccer. They get their Sunbelt Tournament run underway against ULM. They're in Foley, Alabama. So that one starts today at 4 o'clock. All of those games televised on ESPN+. Plus. So if you already have that subscription to be able to keep tabs on your Red Wolves football, then no problem. You'll be able to watch along with these games this afternoon. Meanwhile, tonight, in a game you can hear right here on the ticket, the Grizzlies wrap up their homestand at FedEx Forum against the Denver Nuggets. If you're feeling like you have deja vu, it's because these teams previously met on Monday in Memphis with the Grizzlies coming out on top 106.97. So that one's going to tip off tonight at 7 o'clock. Again, your pregame coverage begins right here on the ticket at 6.30. I, I believe that the NBA scheduler has finally gone off the deep end. After these last two seasons. Yeah. I get why it was kind of weird last year. It's It continues to be kind of weird this year. And I don't know if there's necessarily that same strong reasoning. But I guess they can just, uh, you know, you do what you do. NBA schedule. NBA schedule is always weird. Let's uh, get to the KavanaughCars.com question. Again, a lot happened in the past 24 hours or 22 hours since we signed off yesterday. But of course, one of the biggest things that was uh, released yesterday or that happened yesterday was the first college football playoff rankings were released. We talked about these rankings yesterday in terms of where we thought Cincinnati would land and some other potential highlights of what would be the first rankings that we saw of the 2021 season. And, of course, now they're out, so now we get to cuss and discuss them, I guess you would say. Although, maybe a little bit more of the latter than the former as we are on air. And uh, (laughs) got to be careful with that first one. Um, Our KavanaughCars.com question, though, what word would you use to describe (laughs) <laughs> Last night's college football rankings, playoff rankings. Um, and, and we can go with word or phrase. Some of you cannot sum up all of your thoughts in just one word. And that's okay. So just how would you describe them? Uh, the rankings that we saw come out last night at uh, 6 o'clock. And then, of course, they slow played the rest of them to drag it out to like 6.30. But that's okay. All right. So let's get to the rankings before, just in case you've missed them or haven't looked at them today, I feel like everybody should be up to speed on what they are before you form a strong opinion about them. But coming in at number one was the biggest no-brainer of the entire night. Everybody knew coming into this that Georgia was going to be number one. And even though it would have been kind of hilarious to see the committee throw all of college football a curveball and put somebody completely off the wall up there at number one, at the end of the day, you knew it wouldn't happen. So Georgia at number one. Alabama. One loss Alabama coming in at number two. Undefeated Michigan State coming off that win against Michigan at number three. A one loss Oregon squad clocking in at number four. Of course, their most uh, high profile win came against Ohio State, who lands at number five. Undefeated Cincinnati, the, I guess, topic of yesterday's. KavanaughCars.com poll question. They land at number six. Then rounding out the top ten is Michigan, undefeated Oklahoma, undefeated Wake Forest, and Notre Dame. Of course, there's a lot of interesting tidbits in all of these rankings if you go all the way down to 25, but we're not just going to sit here and and just read off a list. That doesn't make for great radio. And if you care about this, which I'm guessing you do because you're listening to Sports Talk Radio, 
you probably <laughs> already looked at these rankings, but just wanted to reiterate here as we begin the show. Again, just no-brainer whatsoever that, that Georgia was going to come in at number one, but then everything that happened after that was up for a lot of debate. And I think that what we learned about the committee this year is that they obviously value a high-profile win more than they value a loss. Now, keep in mind that any of the things that we say that the committee does or values or whatever, keep in mind that those rules only apply to Power 5 teams. Because as we have all learned throughout the years, there is a separate criteria when these evaluators break down the group of five and the power five. The goalposts move. Constantly. And they move every single year. And Alabama's got goalposts on the 50. Cincinnati's got goalposts at the back end of Rough Rider Stadium in Canada. But they always, always change. And we're very, very, unfortunately, accustomed to that. Every year, you know, you see something happens and maybe you get a sliver of hope. For, for example, this year, Cincinnati is all the way up to number two in the AP poll. And you're thinking, all right, they're getting a little bit more national love and, and they're more in the national conversation than they've ever been going into these rankings. And it just shows you uh, that they uh, completely don't matter. One thing to, to keep in mind for years the years that follow, and this has always been the case a little bit, but I don't know if I remember a year where the rankings have been so different from the AP poll, but the AP poll is is very, very irrelevant when it comes to putting together the college football playoff rankings. And you can see that all up and down the, the top 10, but where you really, really see it is at the bottom of the top 25 rankings because there are actually six teams in the AP poll that are not in the college football playoff rankings. And most of these have a common theme. The six teams that are in one but not the other, you have UTSA, which... They're unbeaten last I checked. They are. You have Houston, who has one loss this year. You have Coastal Carolina, a one-loss team. You have Penn State. You have SMU. And you have Louisiana. So a lot of those uh, one-loss group of five squads did not make it into the college football playoff And there are rankings. three loss squads that did. Here is who replaced those teams in the rankings. Mississippi State. We'll look at their resume later. They clock in at number 17. North Carolina State. Minnesota. I'm sorry. They have a loss to Bowling Green. It's a, anyways, anyways, let's focus focus you got wisconsin <laughs> you got san diego state and you've got Pitt. so basically you you swap out five group of five teams and a power five team for five power five teams and a group of five team that's how the ap and college football playoff rankings differ you know normally we wind up saving my answer to the question of the day for the last segment sure. that i'm here but I'm going to break that mold today. The one word that I would use, I'm not going to use on the air. It was a favorite word of my basketball coach, Storman Norman Stewart, and it's an earthy reference to a familiar barnyard odor. Okay. That's... Earthy reference to... I think we get where you're going with that. You're you're leaving (laughs) enough context clues that most of us can figure out the word for ourselves. That was the idea. It works. It'll play. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and check in with Chuck. How are you? 
I'm doing good, Kara. How about you? How you doing good? How you feeling about Ohio State's number five ranking today? Man, we're we're ranked way too high. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. We we are the only good team that we played. I mean, yeah, we played Penn State and barely got out of there with the win. But we lost to Oregon at home, and I think we're too high at five. My opinion on this ranking this week, they have lost their mind. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how do you leave a number two ranked number two team last week out of the top four? Because, I mean, I don't understand that. Because they play in the AAC and not the ACC. Or I mean, the Big 12 I mean, yet. I mean, and you take a number three team last week, and I believe there are three or four in the AP this week, and drop them to eight. The I AP mean, it just, doesn't mean anything to the committee. Right. I just, I mean, if you don't see the bias on the wall now, there is something wrong. It's really hard to, I've in the past tried to give the people on the committee the benefit of the doubt. Because because for most college football fans, they're never going to get it right. But it's it's hard not to look at these rankings and see some big time Big Ten favorability. And of course, some SEC favorability as well. And when you're when your spokesperson, your committee leader, is a is a Big Ten AD, <laughs> it's it's hard not today to to claim that the fix is in and that it's rigged from the get go. I mean, yes, I think Mich- Michigan State, being undefeated, should be at number three. Okay. Okay, I agree with that one hundred percent. I agree with Alabama or Georgia. Being at number one, okay, I agree with that. Okay, I, I see. I don't see anybody beating Georgia this year, not even Alabama. Okay, I just think Georgia's that good. Okay, January first of this year of twenty one. Mm-hmm. Is it is it not the same year as what it is right now? I I I. I mean, I, I guess. I, I'm pretty sure I know where you're going with this. It's still 2021 according to the, the calendar that's on my computer here. Okay, Cincinnati has one loss in two years. One loss. Mm-hmm. It, and it was to the number one team in the nation right now, and they lost by three. I could see them being at four or five, but I don't see them at six. And I don't see Oregon – at four, they have a terrible loss. You know, they lost to they lost to Stanford, correct? Yes, and okay. if I'm not mistaken, they're like three and five or three and four. That is a terrible loss. Yeah, they're not a good team. No, know. there's not there's not very many good teams in the Pac-12. No, and I'll tell you something else that I don't see, and I think the only reason why they put them above Iowa is because they beat Iowa. Wisconsin does not deserve to be in the top 25. If they, if they deserve to be in the top 25, where is Arkansas? You know, they have a win over a top 10 yeah. team. Yeah. Where is Arkansas? They're 5-3, and three, you know? And I don't know who Mississippi State is beat. 
But that all come to an end this weekend. I'm thoroughly convinced Arkansas will beat them this weekend. Chuck, I'm curious here. You told us you'd have you you like Georgia at one. You're okay with Michigan State at three. Who would you have at two and four? Well, see me personally. Yeah, I would have had Michigan State at two. Oh, okay. And then three and four would have been a flip between or been between Oklahoma and and Cincinnati for the simple fact is they was already in the top four. Sure. Okay. And I would have had Wake Forest, which they ain't played nobody, but they're undefeated, at five. Okay. And then I would have started with uh, Alabama, okay? Mm-hmm. And I would have – then, I hate to say it, but they beat us at home. So, yeah, I agree. They need to be ranked higher than us. But I'd have had Oregon and then Ohio State. Okay. So – I mean, I just I I think they've lost their mind on this one, man. It's my opinion. I don't. And, uh, I, I agree more with your rankings than the one we saw we saw last night. You know, I'm just saying. Now you can make an argument loss. against Chuck's rankings, but at least Chuck's rankings have a certain logic to them. Right. You've got your They're unbeaten right. teams ahead of your one-loss teams. And I think that's the way it should be. Now, I know the other team, Texas, whatever, out of out of uh, whatever conference they play that's undefeated, too. I can see them not being ranked in the top 15, maybe in the, you know, between 15 to 25. I don't understand how you leave them out unless they ain't played nobody. And I don't know who they played with. Played, I hadn't kept up with them, you know. But how do you leave uh, Coastal out, Lafayette out, you know, and Houston? Well, you gotta make un- you gotta make room for the other teams you put in there to support your arguments. In the sense that you gotta you need to put I don't know, Chuck. I don't know. I'm just making it up as I go along because it seems like the committee is as well. I mean, does it not seem like they've lost their mind? And I understand this is the first ranking but come on guys yeah there's a let's get it right you know and and carrie you know i'm a big ohio state fan it probably shocked you when i said we're ranked way too high it did a little yeah you know but we are i mean what have we done this year really you know our defense is suspect best at that offense it's rolling all right i mean it's better than and what I thought it was going to be at the end of the or beginning of the year, because we should have blew uh, Minnesota out, you know. But and that's another one ranked. I I, I can't see why they're ranked. Yeah. I mean, you they lost to Bowling Green, and Bowling Green is not that good this year. <laughs> they're awful. They're one of the worst teams in the MAC. Chuck, we appreciate the phone call today, and I I appreciate the opinions because we're on the same page in a lot of different ways, but we've got to hit pause here. Thanks for shouting at us. No problem, Kara. Thanks for letting me get on here and visit. Y'all have a great day. (laughs) Go Buckeyes. You too. And apologies to David, but we really do have to take a break. We'll hit pause. We'll be right back here in a moment for more of the Workday Red Zone.
When she's not watching sports, she's talking about sports. And when she's not talking sports, she's tweeting about it. All right, boys, how did I tweet on this thing? It's Kara Ritchie on the Workday Red Zone. Cooler weather is here, but that doesn't mean it's time to put up the clubs. NEA Golf Cars has all the accessories for the golfer who knows there is no off-season. Go by NEA Golf Cars and see their selection of windshields, rain covers, and countless other manufacturer original parts. And if it's time to park your cart, bring it to NEA Golf Cars for service to make sure there are no surprises next spring. And as always, you can check out their selection of new golf cars, including the Onward Series from Club Car. Call 236-GOLF or get by NEA Golf Cars, Highway 49 in Paragool. Hi, thanks for calling K13 Computers, your ITHQ. Hi, so I'm in a pickle. Everyone at the office thinks I'm a computer guru who fixes the internet, but really, I'm just an intern who resets the router. I don't know what an SQL is, and I can't... Whoa, whoa, calm down. You called the right place. K13 is your IT headquarters. We fix home and office computers, networks, Wi-Fi. We have PC parts, electronics, gaming systems, and we're the best place around for ink and toner. But it sounds like you need our IT support services. We'll be your outsourced IT department on call. Tell everyone to Google K13 Computers or find us on Facebook for all their computer needs. That's K13 Computers in Jonesboro. See Placid Tire Service today for the right tire at the right price right now. Placid Tire Service is the area's biggest selection of in-stock tires at the lowest price with outstanding service, including our four tires, one-hour guarantee. Plus, we make the purchase easy on the budget with our Placid Tire Service card for no credit-needed financing options. In Jonesboro and South Caraway, and at our newest location on East Johnson Avenue, Placid Tire Service has the right tire at the right price right now. Come see us today at Placid Tire Service. The folks at 1812 Pizza Company want to thank you for supporting locally owned businesses during times like this. At 1812 Pizza, still feeding your family the best pizza, sandwiches, and salads at all three of their locations. You can get curbside pickup in Manila or at Hilltop, and the Ray Street location has a drive through window. Delivery's available from all 1812 Pizza locations, and it's brought to your door by one of their employees, not a third-party company. From their family to yours, thanks for eating local with 1812 Pizza Company. Would you like to earn up to $18.75 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays? Denso and Osceola is offering just that in your first year. Denso is the industry leader in the design of advanced automotive systems. Denso builds the best products in the world by using only the best people. You can earn up to $18.75 per hour and get 13 days of paid vacation and 13 paid holidays in your first year by becoming a Denso team member today. Start your new career with Denso. Denso also offers a sign-on bonus and attendance and referral bonuses, plus medical, vision, and dental insurance, and a 401k with a 4% match. Apply today at DenzoCareers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. That's D-E-N-S-O, Careers.com and search Osceola, Arkansas. Walk-in interviews every Wednesday from 9 to 1130 a.m. and 3 to 5 at 100 Denso Road in Osceola. Earn up to $18.75 per hour. Get 13 days paid vacation and 13 days paid holidays, plus benefits and a sign-on bonus today with Denso. This is your warning. You're entering the Workday Red Zone. Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, and Cade hanging out with you. Just a few minutes away from a conversation with Arkansas State women's basketball coach Matt Daniel. But in the meantime, several of you have some thoughts on last night's college football playoff rankings, and we'll welcome in David to the conversation. How are you today? I'm good. Listen, the only thing that committee needs to be voting on is who the at-large teams are going to be. Okay. If it's really if it's going to be a true playoff, I mean, it's turning into a joke 
the national championship for college football is just turning into a joke, and everybody can see what's going on now. Uh, it ought to be the conference champions, and then decide how many at-large teams you want to have and let some committee choose those at-large teams. But it ought to just be straight out who won their, their conference championship. And how, how many teams would that be if you just strictly went by that? Well, you'd be looking at 10. So would you be in favor, David, of, of like a 16-team playoff where you've got um, the 10 conference champions and, and the six at-large teams? Or how many how many teams would you want to see in there? Well, 16s, I mean, I don't, I don't care how okay, many there are. Okay. I think it would be conference champions and then figure out how many at-large teams. If you want it to be 16, you want it to be 18. Uh, you know, if you want eight at-large, and then you can make sure that each one of those conferences now that are basically cheating to get their teams in through this committee, uh, they could get their couple of their first place team or their second place team, or even if they had a third place team that that the committee wanted to vote on, get them in the playoffs. But this it's a joke calling it a playoff system right now. It's 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 just a it's a good old boys club and the Power you know, Five it's, it's Invitational. Kind of, that's that's what it is, and it's it's kind of like I compare it to all this redistricting of, of voting districts. You know, you, you you redraw the lines to make sure you can win, and that's what this committee's doing. They're just this committee doesn't do anything, and I, it to me it's just turning college football, the championship, the playoff thing into a joke. And I think everybody's starting to see through it now. Uh, just do your conference champions. They're automatic bids, just like in basketball. It's okay. no different than basketball. I don't know why it has to be different than basketball. And then decide how many at, at large you want to have. And if you want to have this little select committee or whatever they call it, they can pick the, the at-large teams. I wouldn't hate it. I like the thought of 16. You know, FCS has been able to do that just fine for I don't know how many years. And I, I, I mean, I've been- broadcast. FCS playoff games. <laughs> so many. Well, they 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 managed they to do want, it just fine. They want to they want to keep their teams in it because they want to they want to be able. To, I heard somebody this morning say they want all those schools want to be able to go to other recruits. They've got a chance to be in a national championship game. They want those kids going to school at those schools. I mean, there's so much money and the recruiting stuff that's involved in it. Having a committee is absolutely the worst thing they could do, uh, and it never has been right. It, it needs to be. It shouldn't be anybody voting on anything. It ought to be the, the conference champions. Then, if you want to have eight at large, six at large, four at large, whatever you want to have, I could care less how many at large they have. Let a committee pick those. Yeah, I never thought we'd really miss the BCS days that much, but at least it was a criteria that was. Fairly equal across the board. It was it was computerized. You couldn't really argue with the computer. You might still not like it, but it was well. But a set Cincinnati wouldn't have Cincinnati would have never had a chance in that either. I tell you what, actually, there is a BCS simulator though uh, that uh, that has a Twitter account, David. I'm pretty sure you're on you're on Twitter, and I'll see if I can find those rankings because I'm fairly sure the BCS simulator had uh, Cincinnati in their in their top four. But I tell you what. David, we need to hit pause so we can get ready for a conversation with Matt Daniel. We'll see if we can find those rankings and, and see what the BCS would have looked like uh, if it had came out last night instead. All right. Thank you. Thanks, David.
Appreciate the phone calls. We'll have uh, more time for open phone calls later. As again, I know a lot of you have thoughts on these rankings. So uh, we continue to welcome you in and to, to share those with us. Um, in the meantime, on social media, since we'll be hitting pause here on the phones. We will have a guest when we come back, though. Very excited. Six days out from the start of the Arkansas State women's basketball season. We'll talk about it with Coach Matt Daniel right after this on the Workday Red Zone. Northeast Arkansas's sports station is 95.3 The Ticket. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at the storehouse today. Trust your heart to better care at NEA Baptist. Better access means communication with your award-winning cardiac team anytime, anywhere with the MyChart app. Better technology means leading the state with new treatments and interventions right here in Jonesboro. Better is an integrated team of experts at your service when seconds matter. Your heart deserves better. Find it at NEA Baptist. A good day still for livestock. Hello, I'm Scotty Woodson on the EAB Ag Network with your EAB Noon Market Report. December corn at 564 and a quarter, down 8 and 3 quarters, with March corn at 572 and a half, down 8 and 3 quarters. November soybeans at 1231 and a half, down 12 and a half, with January soybeans at 1241 and a half, down 14 and 3 quarters. December wheat at 779, down 12 and a half, with March wheat at 791, down 12 and a half. December cotton at 117.85, up 60, with March cotton at 114.71, up 88. January Rice at 1328 unchanged with March rice 1352 up one and a half. Moving on to livestock now, December live cattle 132.22 and a half up 227 and a half with February live cattle 137.10 up 187 and a half. November feeder cattle 159.62 and a half up 205. January feeder cattle 159.72 and a half up 270. December lane hogs at 75.45 up 120. February lane hogs at 78.35 also up 120. That's your EAB Noon Market Report, and I'm Scotty Woodson. Have a great day. The key to cleaner, ready-to-plant fields next spring? Use the newest PPO burn-down herbicide to create the foundation for your tank mix this fall. Reviton's novel active ingredient and low use rate means better resistance management and powerful, fast performance even against tough-to-control fall weeds like henbit, morning glory, and poa. Hammer weeds harder with Reviton. Learn more at helmcrop.com slash Reviton. That's H-E-L-M crop.com slash Reviton. Always read and follow label directions. It's smart to make the right agronomic choices, and it's even smarter to get rewarded for them. With the Bayer Plus Rewards Program, you earn cash back on seed, herbicides, and other eligible products. And it keeps getting smarter, because now you can earn an additional 10% bonus when you send your redemption check to your retailer. To learn more, contact your retailer today. Protect your yields and get the most from your land with Bayer Plus Rewards. Visit MyBayerPlus.com and see program terms and conditions for full details. Turn it up and annoy your coworkers who wear the wrong colors. Back to the Workday Red Zone. Here's Kara Ritchie. Next Tuesday, going to be a big, big day at First National Bank Arena as we welcome you back into the Workday Red Zone. Kara, Keith, Kate, all with you. Arkansas State women's basketball going to be in action. It's part of a triple header 
And, of course, uh, the big news, it's it's the season opener now, just six days away against Central Baptist College. So it's time to get caught up on, on a lot of A-State women's basketball news. As Coach Matt Daniel is here with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Coach, how are you today? I'm doing great, Kara. How are you? Hey, good. What's uh, what's on the slate today? You got you got practice or team meetings or all of the above or what? Well, interestingly enough, we practice in the mornings this semester, so we've already had practice. Uh, I've got we had a staff meeting at right after the plan practice tomorrow and a rules ed for compliance, NCAA compliance, and because uh, it's signing day is kind of coming up, and we're trying to figure out if we want to sign anybody early or not. And then after your show. After my segment, I've got to go be on. I've got to go interview homecoming king and queen candidates. I've been uh, nominated and asked to be on that committee, so that's what I'm doing all afternoon. Okay, so a busy day, a little bit of a different day, but a busy day. So uh, we. It's, it's always interesting here on the campus of Arkansas State. <laughs> Uh, it's been a minute since we've caught up with you. In fact, it's been uh, this summer since you joined us on the show, and I know there's just been a, a ton going on. But at this point in time, Coach, uh, how would you size up You know your, your off-season, your preseason practices as, as you guys are leading up to that tip-off next week? Well, I really, really like our group. I mean, our, our ability to dribble pass shoot went up significantly. Um, we are going to have, for opening day, we'll have 10 available. We're as beat up as I've ever been at any point in any year of any tenure in my career as an assistant or a head coach. Um, but we, uh, we're we just in a, in a situation where we're just our numbers are a little bit low, but we've got enough to go play. Uh, it is not COVID, and I like the group that we can put on the floor for sure. You mean this, this team is more beat up than you were at the end of last season? <laughs> That's a powerful lot of being beat up. It, it is. It is. You know, uh, Jaira is still coming back from her knee. Uh, Morgan is banged up uh, in a different spot now. We had one go down with an ACL. Uh, but it's just been an interesting. It's been an interesting summer for us. I mean, we went through four strength coaches in a month and a half because of promotions. Uh, we lost an athletic trainer um, as well. We just we just got one here today that is permanent. Uh, for the year at least, and, and so I'm just kind of glad to be settling in with a, a week going into the season. In addition to all of the changes that you just mentioned, you also bring in a new assistant coach as well. Uh, Connor McNellis is somebody you added to the staff uh, about three-ish or so <laughs> weeks ago. What is what is his background? What does he bring to your coaching staff, Coach? Yeah, so Connor is a young and up-and-comer, which is, you know, that's what our, our staff, you know, is going to look like. Uh, in its current form, but uh, his mom is the head coach of Southern Miss, who is now going to be a member of the Sun Belt as we go through the realignment. Uh, I've known his mom for quite some time, and Connor too, and so I'm excited that he's he's been a part. Um, you know, our, our staff, we've been able to help a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, over the summer, I lost a, a director of ops to Clemson. Uh, we lost, I've lost two athletic trainers, one to Arkansas and one to Texas A&M. Lost a strength coach to uh, Texas Arlington women, and then one to Florida Atlantic. So I'm helping a lot of folks. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I needed to pay off for us. That uh, that McNellis family gathering around Thanksgiving 2023 2024 might might be interesting, but uh, it could be interesting. That's right. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, you've also been doing some things as well. Uh, made some announcements in regards to to, to the fans. I know that y- you. It hit you were boots on the ground 
this summer in in drumming up support for your program and in reaching out to season ticket holders. And I guess it was probably what about a week ago, Coach, that you had your season ticket um, appreciation event. How did that go? I heard great responses, but how would you size it up? Well, I think it's a great start. We had somewhere between 35 and 40 people there, and we um, we just announced it the week before because we wanted to try and get – we're trying, Kara, Keith, we're trying to establish some tradition, mm-hmm. right? And and there's just – there's not a lot there right now because of the disconnect um, uh, over the last – really the last decade with the way that fundraising has been done and things like that. So we made a big push over season tickets. I personally made a big push over season tickets over the summer – um, we had a season ticket uh, event last Saturday. We are starting Pizza with the Pack, yeah. uh, which is our version of a coach's show uh, that will start on Monday. We're doing it three times before Christmas. Um, but the first one is November 8th at Lost Pizza at Hilltop. We would love for people to bring their kids, their grandkids, and come hang out with the team. There will be a couple of games, a couple of giveaways, and just, just hanging out, right? Um, but we're also, you know, we're going to put the notes on the on – the, um, on the chair backs of the season ticket holders and say, hey, thank you. We're glad to have you back in the arena. We're going to play here hard for you. Just appreciate your support. And, and so we're just starting to establish those traditions. But like I said, Kara, with COVID and everything, I really feel like it's year one. I don't feel like I'm starting year three. And, and even mathematically, you're not starting year three when you only play two-thirds of a season. But, uh, you know, we're still trying to – some places you'll go this year, you'll wear masks, and some places you won't. So there's still some adjusting in that, in that uh, realm. But – we're just trying to establish some tradition, you know, at Arkansas State that can carry on for generations. On the court, you've got a ton of newcomers, and, you know, it looks like that they're going to have to play at the very get-go. They are. You know, we're gonna, we'll play all 10 on, on Tuesday, uh, you know, provided that they're all, all ready to go, um, and, and nothing happens, hopefully nothing happens between now and then, but we're also fighting a little bit of a flu bug. It's not COVID. It's not flu. It's, uh, you know, we're getting tested for everything. We, it's not strep throat, but there's a little bit of a virus going around right now. Um, and, and when you don't have that many available for practice, it's hard to get up and down. But we're doing everything we can to control the things we can control. And uh, like I said, I really like the group that we're putting on the floor. How do you feel like this gelling process has gone, Coach, with all of the new faces? Great. It's gone great, but, but it, I think it has to do with the level of human that we have and the basketball IQ of, of hey, I'm a lead at this, let her be a lead at that. And it, the more that we can adjust that way, Kara, the better we'll be and the deeper that we'll be and the more we'll be able to run at you. Last year, of course, uh, and you already mentioned that uh, Jaira Washington is going to be out just a little bit longer. She continues to recover from, from knee surgery, but she's, you know, your, your floor general, and, and last year, point guard depth was um, kind of a struggle throughout the season. How have you beefed up that area this year? Yeah, so Maylin Wilkerson's doing a great job at that spot. Um, she played for a national championship at Trinity Valley last year. Uh, she was a qualifier out of high school, but uh, ended up going to a junior college because she didn't like their opportunities that she had, and I'm, I'm thankful that she's on her roster. She has the ability to uh, have four years because of COVID. Uh, Lauren Pendleton out of Little Rock Central, who had some Power 5 offers that uh, we were able to get, is is doing a great job at that role as well. And then Jade Upshaw is a coach's kid out of Kellyville, um, Oklahoma, who who has the ability to do it. And then, you know, if push comes to shove, Morgan can do it as well. Sure. Uh, so 
we, we can do it by committee, but Maylin, Maylin and, and Jade and, and L.A. is what we call Lauren. She, they, they've done a great job, and I'm, I'm excited for everybody to get to see them play. Flashing back from, from last year to this year, you also lose a little bit of, um, I guess, some of your, your three-point firepower uh, from last year's squad. Who is stepping up or going to step up for you in that aspect? Uh, so we have the, the transfer from Auburn, Kia Patton. Uh, Lauren, L.A. Can, can shoot the three as well. We shoot it all over the floor. I mean, we have Trinity won't shoot sure. uh, hardly any threes, but everybody else on the roster will shoot it. And, and uh, uh, you know, Kia's in addition that way. Maya loves shooting the ball really well. Morgan and Carolina are both shooting it well. Talia Rodan, who didn't play a lot last year because of COVID, uh, can really, really shoot. She may be the best shooter we have, and she's 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, uh, so we really like our ability to shoot that basketball. So we continue to look at the roster here with Arkansas State women's basketball coach Matt Daniel, who's with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Now, one of my favorite stories last year was watching the continued growth of, of Trinity Jackson, and I'm, I'm anticipating even more of that this season. What do you expect for her in uh, another, another junior year for Trinity? Well, I hope that she has a great year. You know, it's, it's hard on, on a young lady like that in a transition when you go through four strength coaches. That matters, yeah, right, because you have to learn what her body type is like and what she can do and what she can't do. And, and usually that's done over a consistency, right? So it's been a little bit inconsistent. Um, uh, but Trinity's doing everything she can to control the things she can control. And uh, I'm excited for her to, to have another really, I think she could have a really good year. I mean, we're going to lean heavily on her and Talia. And then Kiara Ellis, a freshman out of, of uh, Shreveport uh, inside. And uh, I think those three can really help us. But I'm, I'm really excited to, to watch Trinity's growth again. So we size up the schedule here. Of course, uh, some fun home contest coming up uh, this season at First National Bank Arena. Also, some good challenging road trips, including one uh, just coming up next Friday at Oklahoma. How did you go about, you know, getting this schedule all come together? And, and your thoughts on what A-State is going to face in the non-conference play? Well, this is really kind of how I wanted to design the schedule when I first got here. But um, it didn't align with the, the plan that, that the previous administration kind of had in place. And uh, we were offered another guarantee. Oklahoma offered us $25,000, which the trip would have cost us seventeen, and we would have made $8,000 to go play at Oklahoma. Uh, but I, I want to bring opponents back in here. This, you know, this schedule, everything that we're doing, everything that I'm trying to do is I'm trying to help build a culture here that is important to the university, important to our team, um, and, and things that, that people can pull on. This is a basketball area. Yeah. Northeast Arkansas is in a basketball area of the state. And so I, I just think that we can draw upon that. And so uh, Arkansas coming here first I thought was a big deal. I want to continue to get power fives coming in here um, year in and year out and kind of build it that way. Some of that will depend on what the new conference schedule looks like because, mm-hmm. you know, I know this conference realignment is, is football-driven, right? But if you think about it, you know, if we're going to go to 14 teams, let's say we drop Little Rock and we drop Arlington, if, if all – premonitions are true and we pick up James Madison well now we're a 14 team league that's typically only been one bid so the basketball job just got a lot harder yeah and I know what the traditions of those things uh look like like Old Dominion Old Dominion's won a national championship yeah a national championship you know I know what Marshall's looks like I mean yeah. <laughs> they just gave their women's basketball program 65-5 in private flights charter flights so I mean, our, our level of, of, of job and productivity just went up. And so, 
you know, some of it will depend on that. But we're, we're trying to build a brand of basketball that is exciting to come watch. And at some point, we want people to come watch us and not just the opponent. Yeah. But we also have to raise our level of play and productivity, and that's what we're trying to do. Last thing here as we wrap up our conversation with Arkansas State women's basketball coach Matt Daniel. Again, six days away from the season opener against Central Baptist College. Coach, what are you trying to focus on between now and then to get you ready for tip-off? First stop and first score. And I want as many healthy bodies as possible for practice tomorrow. That's, that's my <laughs> – I promise you, those, those are my three focuses. And, and uh, you know, in the meantime, I'm going to try and help, try and help campus with the homecoming uh, king and queen, I guess, and whatever else is asked of me. I just want to be an active ingredient of what's going on here at Arkansas State uh, and in Jonesboro in this community. It's a community I grew up in. It's a community I love, and uh, I'm just thankful to be a part. Coach, we really appreciate the time today. Thanks for uh, squeezing us in on a, on a busy schedule. Uh, it's no problem at all. It's always a pleasure. Thanks so much, Kara. Thanks, Coach. Again, Arkansas. See you, Keith. See you later, Coach. Arkansas State women's basketball coach Matt Daniel there with us on the Ritter Communications Hotline. Our chat each week, our A-State Spotlight, brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions. We take care of technology so you can take care of business. I honestly, like, I, I jotted down some notes on, on what I wanted to touch base with Coach Daniel about and honestly kind of kind of blanked for on, on conference realignment. I'm glad he brought it up because he obviously has some very good insight as to <laughs> – yeah. At least one of these teams that is going to be in the Sunbelt Conference he, in 2023. He knows about Marshall. He knows been about there. Marshall. Been there, done that. And, of course, because of that, he also has experience in that conference of playing, uh, you know, Southern Miss and, and Old Dominion as well. And this is, you know, we've talked about, you know, the winners of, of conference realignment in terms of who the Sunbelt has brought in. And obviously everything is very driven by football, and it's going to be a very good league there. We've talked quite a bit about the diamond sports, but but women's basketball is going to get significantly tougher as well. Um, when you look at uh, RPI rankings and things like that, a lot of those teams that are coming in would, would be in the top half of the conference right now. So that uh, that continues to get more challenging. Apologies. You'll, you'll have seven schools in the east yeah. and seven schools more or less in the West, and I think you play home and homes with those other six schools in your division, play a single game with all the schools in the other division. You know, one year you'll be home, one year yeah. you'll be road. And then after that, that gets you, I think, 19. 19. Yeah, that would be the easy thing to do, so the Sun Belt will screw it They up. won't do it. <laughs> Let's hit pause here. I know D-Money is on the phone, but we have to take a break before we open back up the phone lines. We'll return here in just a moment on the Workday Red Zone. We're the station that loves bat flips, transition threes, and end zone dances. One, two, three. It's Northeast Arkansas's sports station. 95.3, the ticket. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. For many years, the Atlanta Braves underachieved in the postseason. They had a pitching staff with three Hall of Famers and won only one World Series. That was back in 1995. But this year's Braves took the opposite approach. No one expected this team to reach the playoffs, let alone win it all. But they made some brilliant personnel moves, won the division, and off they went into the postseason. Last night, they slugged their way to a 7-0 win, putting away the talented Houston Astros. Jorge Solar, Dansby Swanson, Freddie 
and all went deep for Atlanta. Solar won the World Series MVP and was one of those midseason acquisitions. Along with Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, he helped reshape this team. Even though they won only 88 games in the regular season, they didn't feel like an underdog. They beat a good Brewers team, the defending champion Dodgers, and a championship-caliber Astros team. They may not have been the team we expected to win, but the Braves deserve all the credit for an incredible post. Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Russ and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.com. First dates, second dates, 333rd dates. Whatever the number, when the moment comes, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Being Roman ready means you have the confidence and the control to perform when the moment comes. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash community and connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If appropriate, they can prescribe ED treatment to help you be Roman ready. Visit today, and if you prescribe, get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Red Rose fans, this is Coach Butch Jones, and it's game week. We need you in Centennial Bank Stadium this Saturday. Hatcher throws it over the middle, caught today. Lintana across the 40, breaks a tackle across the 45-50. T. Hunt across the 40, 30, 20. He's inside the 10, and he's into the end zone for the score. 76 yards. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. Vote today in Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater photo contest for your chance to win a station gift bag. The Little Ghosts and Goblins Entered also have an opportunity to win one of three great Halloween gift baskets from Farmers Emergence Bank. Vote through Monday, November 8th at midnight for Farmers Emergence Bank's cutest trick-or-treater at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Brought to you by The Ticket and Farmers Emergence Bank. Member FDIC. Be part of the conversation on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open now, 930-3776. Welcome back to the program again. Thank you to Matt Daniel for joining us in the previous segment. Our chat was brought to you by our friends at Calmer Solutions. And if you missed it, you can find it following the show at 953theticket.com. Kara, Keith, Kate, all with you. We've been asking you today what word you would use to describe last night's college football playoff rankings. Let's head to the Ritter Communications Hotline. See if D-Money has a take on what we saw last night. How are you? I think it was I'm, – I'm doing well. How are you? Hey, good. Thanks for calling. I uh, I think it was very predictable. Okay. Uh, I mean, it, it's you, – you're you know, there's, in the top four, somebody's going to lose. Obviously, that you know, Georgia and Alabama are probably going to square off in the SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like I said, predictable. It's eye candy. gives people something to talk about. Uh, now in three or four weeks, then yeah, it'll be a different story. But for right now, I think it's just eye candy. Okay, that's fair. I, I do want to throw out a counterpoint, though, and it is it is in the fact you know a, a lot of times the rankings come out and there's a lot of conversation about you know they they don't matter right now. All they do is generate conversation for people people like us <laughs> to talk yep. about. But 
I will point out this. I, I'm pretty sure it's been for the five, the past five consecutive seasons that the teams ranked one and two in the initial rankings have made it into the top four. So it, it's not. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not a completely relevant, irrelevant. Just we're talking about it just to talk about it situation. It does very much matter where you start in this thing. Well, and I know everybody's talking about Cincinnati, and I just I don't know what to think about that. I really don't. The schedule is relatively weak. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah, they beat Notre Dame. Uh, I think the fact they deserve it more than Oregon, in my opinion, but I don't think they deserve it more than Michigan State. Uh, I don't. I don't either. And I, I think the the squawking about Cincinnati for me is the fact that it always seems like the criteria is just a little bit different for group of five teams because when you look at at some of the there's not a lot of teams that aren't in the SEC and the Big Ten that have played a powerhouse schedule this year. Oregon hasn't really played a a, a powerhouse schedule this year. No. Yes, they do have that win over Ohio State, which which is huge. Yeah, but that's a big win. That's, that's a, a big good win, win. But, I mean, it's it just – it seems like, as, as Keith has already said today, the goalposts continually move for, for the group of five teams. And, and I believe that to be true. But I'm going to say this much. Mm-hmm. Every week in the Southeastern Conference, and the Big Ten for that matter, you've got to bring your A game. And the biggest example is Alabama losing to Texas A&M. A team they had no business losing to. But every week, you're playing talented teams sans Vanderbilt this year in the SEC. You know, anybody can beat you. And that's just the honest truth. And Cincinnati does not play the caliber of the week in and week out. You know, they know when, they've got to, when they had to play Notre Dame, they had to get up for it. And then they play, you know, a, a, say Tulane type of team. They know that they can they can not play their best and still win comfortably. So, I, I, I disagree I, with you. I, that's the same throughout college football, though. Alabama's next three. Alabama is in a stretch right now where it's Tennessee, LSU, New Mexico State, and Arkansas. Do you think they have to play their best football to win all of those? I don't. Um, I'll say this much. I mean, they beat Tennessee comfortably, yeah. which was fine. But Alabama gets everybody's best game. And I'm sure every Cincinnati's getting everybody's best game right now. It's just I think the, the amount of talent that's on the field is, is it's a, there's a differentiation between what Cincinnati sees every week and what Alabama sees every week. I, I, do, the, not, I do not disagree not with these, you. But again, when we, when we go back and we look at these – how these group of five teams have, have fared against the Power Five teams in that big game at the end of the season, the results are, are very comparable. And I'll say this much. The proof is in the pudding on Sundays on display. What conference has had the most draft picks? Every draft for the past, what, 20-some-odd years? The Southeastern Conference. D-Money, explain to me how an NFL personnel statistic is relevant to a college football ranking. Talent levels. Okay. The level that the, the level of talent that is on display every week and the on the SEC, you can see it translate into the NFL because of how many kids get drafted. I mean, I believe last year, I think it was last year, over half of the first round picks came from the Southeastern Conference. That's, I mean, that's huge. So, I don't know. It's 
hopefully it gets to get played out. I, I'm, I'm very, very indecisive about what I think about Cincinnati and their chance. Something I heard earlier on the uh, previous show mm-hmm. is the fact that Ohio State could get set up to play Cincinnati. And that would be something very appealing for a New Year's Six game, sell a lot of tickets, you know, the Battle of Ohio, you know, Fickle playing his alma mater and the team that didn't yeah. give him the opportunity to stay. I mean, that's a very marketable game. Absolutely. D-Money, we appreciate the phone call today. we got to wrap up this first hour. Can I say one last thing? No, because the music's going to cut us off regardless. Thanks for calling today. Go Braves. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, uh, that's that's acceptable. Thanks for keeping it short. Keith, appreciate you hanging out with us Thanks today. Thanks for having me. We'll see, see you tomorrow. tomorrow. Hey, uh, again, uh, the first hour is over. We'll have more opportunities for open phone lines in hour number two. Keep it here with us for the Workday Red Zone. Jim's Pawn Shop in Jonesboro wants to help you with your stress about paying bills by giving you top dollar for all of your gold and silver jewelry or coins. Deal with local people who will be there for you this week and the next. Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland has been in business for over 25 years and is known for the best low terms in the area. Jim's will give you money on almost anything of value. You'll find a large selection of items at price to help your budget. Diamonds, musical instruments, video games, hunting gear, electronics, inventory changes daily. Visit Jim's Pawn Shop at 3711 East Highland in Jonesboro. Voted best to the best six years in a row. Hello, this is Bob Moore with Moore Air Conditioning. Heating issues when the temperature drops interrupt your life in more ways than one. We're here to help. When you need your heating system repaired, you need it fast. Get more assurance with the Moore Same Day Guarantee. We'll send a licensed and trained technician to your home the same day you call or you don't pay a service fee. That's the Moore Assurance Guarantee. Creating comfort one home at a time. Call Moore Air Conditioning today, 870-336-2023. Domino's Pizza is hiring. Work in a fun, fast-paced environment with Domino's. Do you have solid math skills, sound judgment, and the ability to multitask? You want to be the boss? Domino's Pizza is needing an assistant manager. Domino's is also hiring for delivery drivers with fun and flexible hours and a great schedule that'll fit what you're looking for. And take home cash every night. Domino's needs customer service representatives too. Apply now at jobs.dominoes.com. That's jobs.dominoes.com. Domino's Pizza is an equal opportunity employer. This is Davey Carter with Centennial Bank. At Centennial, we're proud of our long-standing relationship with Arkansas State University. Whether it's opening up a new account at our on-campus banking center, we're cheering with you at Centennial Bank Stadium. And we're embracing our newest Red Wolf leaders as well, including our hard-charging football coach, Butch Jones, and our new athletic director, Tom Bowen. At Centennial, our promise is to always be here for you. We're building legacies, one Red Wolf at a time. Centennial Bank, member FDIC. Hey y'all, this is Matthew Cox with Cox Implement. Time for football and time to check out our new inventory of zero-turn mowers. Don't keep putting money in that old mower and don't wait till next year. It is no secret the inventory has been a challenge in 2021, but at Cox, we are stocking up on zero-turn mowers and preparing for 2022. Kick off the fall with a new zero-turn mower from Cox Implement. Come see us at any of our three locations in Hoxie, Highland, and Jonesboro or visit us online at coximplement.com. Cox Implement, equipment you can count on, people you can trust. 
You've got a lot riding on how well your car gets repaired. When you choose Stadium Auto Body after an accident, you know you've chosen the best body shop in Northeast Arkansas. Stadium Auto Body is iCar Gold Class certified, meaning our auto body professionals have current, up-to-date training that contributes to complete, safe, and quality repairs. Accidents happen. We're what happens next. Stadium Auto Body in Jonesboro and StadiumAutoBody.com. This is Will Oswald with your Wednesday Ticket Sports Update from KDA, brought to you by Plaza Tire Service. In college soccer, the two-time Sunbelt Conference regular season champion Red Wolves take on Louisiana Monroe in the quarterfinals of the Sunbelt postseason tournament in Foley, Alabama today. The Red Wolves still ranked 10th in the Southeast Region rankings by the United Soccer Coaches Organization. Meet the Warhawks at 4 this afternoon. The match televised on ESPN+. Time to talk A-State football with the members and guests of Lost Pizza Company tonight on another edition of Live with the Red Wolves. You can hear it from 7 to 8 o'clock on 107IK Fine and the EAB Red Wolves Sports Network from Learfield presented by Arkansas Blue Cross Blue Shield. A double-double from Tasia Bland, 21 points and 10 rebounds on and up for the Williams Baptist Lady Eagles as they dropped their season opener on the hardwood last night, 87-79 at Blue Mountain College. And it's the Grizzlies and Nuggets for the second time in three nights at FedEx Forum. You can hear the action on KNEA and KBRI with a pregame at 6.30, the tip at 7. Four tires in one hour, that's guaranteed at Plaza Tire Service, and that's the latest from the ticket. You're listening to KNEA Jonesboro and KBRI Clarendon. The Ticket. Half time's over, and we're getting back to work. Hour two of the Workday Red Zone begins now. Here's Kara Ritchie. Workday Red Zone. Kara Ritchie, Kate Carlton. Hey, we're hanging out. We got another hour to kill here on a Wednesday, which thank goodness, because I feel like everything we said we were going to talk about at the beginning of the show, like we've gotten into like one of, of those things. And most of it, of course, is centered around the college football playoffs, which, hey, that's that's fine. That's our KavanaughCars.com question of the day. We're asking you, what word would you use to describe last night's college football playoff rankings. Before we go any further, I do want to follow up on a conversation we were having earlier. This was like four phone calls ago. (laughs) uh, When we were talking about the BCS for a moment on the phone with David. And so I went back and checked on what the BCS rankings would be. I say I went back and checked. There is an account that puts up on Twitter simulated BCS rankings. So basically they look at all the different BCS computers and they're able to figure it out. So, the College Football Playoff Committee last night had, of course, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon 1-4, through with Ohio State and Cincinnati right on the outside looking in. The BCS computers would go Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, Alabama, Michigan State, Ohio State. So, you have the, well, you don't have the same six in there, but you're not too far off with just a couple of, of... changes basically the bcs much higher on oklahoma than the cfp much lower on oregon than the cfp and of course they would have cincinnati in where the committee does not uh, just as interesting as it is at the top of the bcs rankings here uh, the bottom are, are pretty intriguing as well as there are several different teams that land in what would be 
the BCS rankings that are nowhere to be found in the CFP rankings, including uh, undefeated UTSA, um, two loss, or excuse me, uh, one loss Houston, one loss SMU, one loss Coastal Carolina. So, interesting stuff. I really never thought I would miss the BCS, but we are yeah, we are it, living in a be careful what you wish for society right now when it comes to <laughs> college football playoff time. Yeah. Hey, let's head to the phones, which are open right now at 9303776 and check in with Red Wolf Mark. What are you doing? Who won the burrito thing? Nobody. Nobody. Wow. Nobody got it right, did they? Nope. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, I wanna say I wanna say uh go Cade. Go go Miss Tara. Thank you. Yeah, how you been today, Cade? I'm good. You're good? Oh, that's that's good. Uh, where y'all playing at Friday? At home. Who y'all playing? Forest City. Oh, y'all y'all gonna put a whipping on Forest City? Forest City ain't that great. I hope. But uh, yeah, yeah. And I want my Nelton Raiders to go down and, and uh put a spanking on win. Yeah. What else you got and, going uh, on today, Red Wolf Mark? Oh, oh. I want to say go Red Wolves uh-huh. this weekend in football. Okay. And go to all the high school teams and go everybody in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and go Miss Lisa and go to all the coaches and referees around here in Jonesboro. There you go. That's who needs it, the officials. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even being a smart um, aleck, by the way. I mean, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to say all righty then. Thank you. Thanks, Red Wolf Mark. Appreciate the phone call. He leaves the phone lines open at 9303776. Again, KavanaughCars.com question. What word would you use to describe last night's college football playoff rankings? We'll look at some of your answers throughout the course of the program, but I do want to get in a little bit of A-State talk today as we start to get ready for the Red Wolves uh, squaring off against Appalachian State coming up on Saturday. Just a heads up, we'll learn a whole lot more about the Mountaineers coming up tomorrow when their beat writer, Ethan Joyce, of the Winston-Salem Journal joins the program at 12.30. So always enjoy Ethan hanging out with us and, and talking about near football with us, and we've got that to look forward to tomorrow. Uh, but, of course, the, the first thing I do when I get to know a team is I, I look quickly at the win-loss record, and then I look at the stats just to get a general overview of maybe some strengths and weaknesses. Of course, in, in terms of the team's schedule, We've seen the Mountaineers lose lose twice. One of those was a really competitive game against a then top 25 Miami team. They went and uh, played Miami there at Miami and came out, you know, two points shy of a win. It was a 25 to 23 final. That was one that, that could have gone either way. And they won every other game since then with the exception of a game on the road in Cajun country, a midweek game where they went out and just got steamrolled by Louisiana. We really don't see App State getting getting manhandled like that. Yeah, they've lost a couple of conference games over the past few years, but I mean, we're talking about, you know, you go back and you look at their conference results over the past three seasons. I mean, they've had, last year they had a three-point loss to the Cajuns. They got beat a little bit more than that by Coastal Carolina, but the year before that, a three-point loss to, to Georgia Southern. A seven-point loss the year before that to ULM, of all people. But but they usually play competitive football, game in and game out, especially in conference play. And I swear to you, by the fourth quarter of that game against the Raging Cajuns, I thought their dudes had tapped out. And that's something that you don't ever see. Just everybody left on that field in the Mountaineers jersey looked like they wanted that game. 
to be over. Of course, what happens the following week? They rebounded. They hand Coastal Carolina their only loss. And then last week, uh, they, they forced five turnovers against ULM and, and win that one pretty handily. So, look, we know the, the schedule tells us that they're a good team. So I was curious what the statistics say. And, uh, well, friends, they're good at everything. Uh, in fact, you go and you look at the Sunbelt statistical leader. So the Sunbelt, of course, goes in and they rank everybody by passing defense and passing efficiency and rushing offense and third down conversion, blah, 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 whatever, right? They have The Sunbelt has 33 different statistical categories listed on their stat sheet. And Appalachian State ranks in the top half of those in several places at one or two in all except six statistical categories. And some of these ain't even all that important. So looking at where they don't rank in the top half of the league, they're sixth in turnover margin. They're sixth in pass defense, sixth in third down conversions, sixth in punt return average, seventh in fourth down conversions, seventh in red zone defense. Every Everything else, they rank near the top half of the league, or they rank in the top half of the league and sometimes in the top one or two. Additionally, personnel-wise, they have the league's top passer in yards per game they have the league's top rusher in yards per game they have the league's top point score basically their running back situation for those of you that that play fantasy football they've got like a touchdown vulture they have a they have a leading rusher who's very very good and then they have a different running back who comes in and gets all the touchdowns by the way his his name is Cameron and it's spelled c-a-m-e-r-u-n Cameron he is a running back, and he is the goal line dude for the Mountaineers. So, again, leading passer, leading running back, leading point scorer. Uh, they also have the best kicker in the league statistically. He has not missed a field goal or an extra point at this point in time. I think his long this year is like 50 yards or something silly like that. They also have the second leading tackler in the league. So, so they've got quality. They've got quantity. They've got – this is just a good team. You guys knew that already probably, but it's just – statistically they more than <laughs> more than meet the eye test in looking at all of the things they do well i'm really interested in talking with ethan joyce tomorrow just to see if there is is there any kind of weak spot on this team because again when you look at the stats there's nothing where they're even remotely close to dead last nothing so where is there a place for arkansas state to to kind of a- attack what can they do to try and make this a a competitive game. Now, of course, a lot of that just comes down to effort and uh, intensity. You know, if we see if we see a game where Arkansas State can play defensively from beginning to end the way they did in the second half against South Alabama, I, I think we could be in for a competitive game Saturday. But if that if that first half South Alabama defense is is on the field for the full game, or if that or if last week's offense. Is we see a replica of that? I really just I'm gonna call in sick to Wolf House. I'm just not <laughs> I'm not gonna do it Saturday and be like ah, uh, y'all just y'all can still catch me at the uh, <laughs> the Embassy Suites lobby. But attention members and guests, I'm gonna be drowning my sorrows instead of doing a radio show. How's that? You can just come commiserate with me instead of calling on the phone. Um, I'm only half kidding. Maybe I can just get lost on the way from the stadium to the Embassy. <laughs> like I'm sorry, I got lost. I don't know if that would be a viable excuse. Uh, 
yeah. I mean, it's hard to get lost. It's hard to get lost in Jonesboro, period, when you've lived here for all your life. It's probably really not going to fly to get lost on, on campus. I might get, you know what? I haven't been on, you know, some of the interior of the campus with a lot of the, you know, with a lot of the educational buildings. I haven't been in college in a long time. I might could get lost there. I don't think they would buy it if I got lost anywhere remotely close to the stadium. Yeah. That's not going to fly. Uh, if you guys can think of a better excuse for me, that'd be great. But then again, if second half Arkansas State defense is out there for the whole game, I'm not going to need one. Because regardless of the result, I think we would still be able to find plenty of positives if that would be the case. Now, Butch Jones was uh, on the mic yesterday, addressed the assembled crowd for press conference today. And I wanted to go ahead and share some of his comments with you all as he spent some time, of course, recapping that loss to South Alabama and looking at what is ahead for the Red Wolves. And we'll start here. I guess we'll start with the negative and, and get better. It was a really tough day for the Arkansas State offense. Again, no offensive touchdowns scored. Just uh, a tough day in terms of maintaining drives, not a lot of yardage, a lot of turnovers, things like that. And, and Jones sizes up what he saw on that side of the ball last Saturday. You know, offensively, again, I think it's just discipline to execute. Uh, thought by far it was the the poorest performance overall that we've had. And really up to this date, we've done some good things in moving forward. But, you know, you turn the ball over four times, three interceptions, one fumble. That's not going to give you an opportunity to win. Uh, third down, critical downs, we did not do a good job there. And then first and ten, and we knew that going into the game that they were very successful on efficiency in terms of first down and, and again a couple drop passes we had two drop passes for touchdowns those are all things that go into winning football games and you know we talked to our kids about this the other day is again it's complementary football it's offense defense and special teams and we play in terms of entities one group will play well another group doesn't play well we still have yet to play our best football as an entire football team and that's something that, you know, with four games left, uh, it's an opportunity to get better. He continued to recap that game in Mobile. And, of course, the biggest positive was was how Arkansas State played defensively in the second half. I don't have the stats in front of me anymore, but uh, if, if I'm recalling correctly, that second half, Arkansas State, obviously they, they allowed three points. There was a field goal scored, but only three points. Um, I believe they only allowed three first downs. They held the Jaguars to one of seven on third down conversions. And, of course, the yardage output for the Jags in the second half was a whopping 72 yards, which is absolutely wild. Again, for a full 30 minutes, Arkansas State only allowed 72 yards. So Jones talks about what he saw on that side of the ball and and the, the tale of two halves there defensively. The best half of football that we've played from a defensive standpoint, um, it's really remarkable when you think about in the second half, their average starting field position was the minus 41. And that's obviously when we talk about controlling vertical field position, that's that's not very good. But their average starting field position was at the minus 41. They run 36 plays, and we give up less than 100 yards of total offense and hold them to a field goal, and that was at the end of the game. And the players executed. They executed the scheme. They played. Uh, with attention to detail, they played with great strain that we talk about, effort, getting to the football, 11 individuals to the football, 
and we constricted the field. And when you constrict the field with your effort in getting off blocks and block destruction, you don't have a lot of one-on-one -on -one situations in terms of missed tackles. So our tackling increased, and we played at a high level, the best level that we've played at to date against a very quality opponent. He continued to talk about uh, not necessarily the results in that game, but what it means for Arkansas State going forward, particularly how that defensive effort could help the team build some confidence going ahead to these final four games. I do. You know, and there's a lot to build upon from the Louisiana game uh, to this game. And when you sit there and you show them and they see themselves on video, and we spent all last week, I ran a lot of the defensive meetings in terms of talking about strain and effort and having to show them, you know, the strain that goes in and you're a defensive tackle and you're a three technique and you're working to be reached by the guard and you're not going to make the tackle, but you got to continue to strain to hold your gap. And it truly is four to six seconds and you may not get credit for a tackle, but you're going to be the one who makes the play. And then I had all types of videos and showed the highest guys in the National Football League doing it and what it looked like. We had one of our better weeks of preparation. Um, so there is a lot of confidence that when we do what's called and we execute it at a high level in terms of uh, details, the discipline, the biggest thing is fundamentals. And when you do that, we're going to have success. So yes, to see them have success the way they did it should build some confidence. Now, you're going to be challenged with a team that is going to come in and they're going to make no secret about it. They're going to run outside zone and inside zone. They're going to run it till you stop it. Then they're going to take their shots and they're going to throw a play pass. And they do it with a mentality, but they also do it with very with 22, 23-year-old individuals that have been in a collegiate football program for a long period of time with a high expectation. Continuing here uh, as we listen to some audio from yesterday's Butch Jones press conference. Uh, one of the questions coming up this week as Arkansas State gets ready to face Appalachian State is if we'll see any additional freshmen on the field, how many additional freshmen we might see on the field, because now you've just got four games left. So if you have a guy out there who has not seen the field at all this year, you could put him out there and get him some repetitions over these last four games, and he would not lose his red shirt. So, Coach Jones? We're going to see anybody or, or what? How's that going to be decided? You know, playing time is earned in this program. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in your first year, your fifth year, if you're a super senior in your sixth year, you earn your playing time by the way you practice. Uh, we always talk about practice habits become game day realities. Unfortunately, where we're at uh, with the stat state of our program, most of all of our younger players are playing right now. And so, you know, looking at in a crystal ball of next year, we're not really having anybody in the weight room and redshirting them and developing them for next year. That's not where our program is. You know, we've been living in a year-to-year -year program here. So we have to continue to grow and elevate our program. And the players that earn the right to play on Saturday will play on Saturday. That's up to them by the way they perform. And that's been the, 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 the good thing is in terms of everybody continues to compete with some of those freshmen that he's talking about, I mean, we have already seen several guys that are true freshmen that have spent a pretty significant amount of time already out on the field. For example, 
you know, looking at some of those guys that have already heavily contributed, Emmanuel Stevenson has been starting at tight end over the past few games. We've seen a lot out there in more of a backup role at tight end from Sadu Traore. Reagan Ely has become one of the go-to slot guys. In fact, just a walk-on player there that has contributed heavily. Justin Parks, Ethan Hassler, Cam Jeffrey, those are all guys who have been out there and contributing on, on defense and special teams that I would continue to see, I would expect to continue to see their time. Uh, continue to at least maintain, if not increase. But there's always one position that's going to get a lot more attention than the other, and that, of course, is is the quarterback. And what people want to know a lot is if we're going to see Wyatt Beagle. And if so, how much we're going to see Wyatt Beagle. So, Coach, we we going to see him anytime soon or not? Yeah, I would like to get in. You know, Wyatt does some good things in terms of the ball in his hands. Uh, he's extremely competitive, uh, and he's – earning the right more and more to get some reps uh, as the season progresses because of his practice habits. So at some point, I would expect that you would see him. Okay. That's going to be interesting to continue to follow that storyline. Of course, uh, James Blackman is not expected, I don't think, to be back this week. At least not as far as the game, possibly at practice. So you're still going to have a backup there. So, very curious about the potential there. Now, one guy that we've seen on the field a lot here recently as a freshman, although he is a second-year freshman because COVID recruiting and classifications is, is obviously nuts, but that's Kenneth Harris. Uh, Kenny Harris started, I think, maybe four games last year, played in 10. He was a contributor on the defense, and at the beginning of the season, he really wasn't out on the field. In fact, for the first three games, he didn't play. But he's been continuing to get playing time over the past four games, and We've started to see some special things from Kenny Harris. In fact, an interception last week, an interception the week before that, and Jones talks about what he provides for that defense in the secondary. Spark. Um, was really proud of him on Saturday. You know, he had some things not go his way early on in the game, and we challenged him, and he responded the way you wanted a competitor to respond. And he's kind of added a spark from an energy standpoint, from a competitive standpoint, and from a competency standpoint as well. So he's added a spark. I think he's also, you know, everything is a level of competition. And I think the guys in the back end of our defense are getting better because they have that competition. We had Sammy Johnson, which is a great story. He was back at practice yesterday. Um, he'll practice today. So when you look at all these individuals that are competing, um, that elevates everyone's game, and I think Kenneth is a byproduct of that. Last comment here from Butch Jones as we, we wrap up our audio segment here. He was asked about this team's mentality. Obviously, when it when a team has lost seven in a row, when they're 1-7 overall, and it's been a minute since they've been able to get that dub, you kind of wonder where they're at, how invested they still are in the season, how much they're able to continue to trust the process and uh, go about their day-to-day with the, the attitude and effort required to eventually get to, to some winning football, and Jones has no worries on that front in, in terms of team mentality. Uh, nobody in this football program has quit, nor will they quit. Our, liked our approach of our players yesterday, the way they approached the day, the way they approached practice, and we can't let circumstance dictate our attitudes and how we feel, whether we're 1-7 and seven or 7-1. Seven and one, seven and one, 
our attitude, our mentality should be exactly the same. And these are great life lessons in moving forward. Again, you can't let your circumstances dictate how you feel. We have a job to do. We have to continue to grow and get better. And everyone has to take responsibility and accountability to making this the best football program that we possibly can at this current stage of where we're at in building this football program. Again, that was Butch Jones yesterday from his press conference. You can hear more from Jones at tonight's Live with the Red Wolves at Lost Pizza on Southwest Drive. Attention members and guests, he's going to be out there, you know, recapping last week, looking ahead to App State, uh, answering your questions, and he'll have a special player guest with him as well. That starts at 7, runs to 8, and if you can't make it out, of course, uh, you can tune in on KFine and uh, your KFine app. Uh, Quickly, let's go to the phones here before we hit pause again, and uh, we'll check in with Mark. How are you? How you doing, How you doing good? Thanks for shouting at us. Oh, yeah. Just a couple quick questions. Okay. I heard, you know, I didn't get to hear every clip that you played, but the one where he was talking about the people that's had the opportunity to play or get the opportunity to play the young guys. Uh-huh. Um, all right. You're 1-7. The, the season's a wash. So why not just open up the roster and let people play? Uh, because I know some people don't show up and show out in practice, but doesn't mean they won't show up and show out during a game. So why not give people the opportunity to do that? Well, I mean, I think he's going to over these next four games because now you've got a situation with the young players. You want in a in an ideal situation, you would redshirt every single freshman and and let them physically develop to get ready to play Division One football. They haven't been able to do that due to some weak spots on the roster, but now they're at a point with only four games left that you can play these guys and not lose a year of their eligibility. So I think we're going to see some different faces out there over these next four games. Um, now, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name because I'll butcher it, but JoJo, do we just have him for this year or do we have him for next year? I, I think think we have him from next year but I tell you what I'm going to follow up and, and double check on that because right now the the with COVID kind of throwing a wrinkle in all the classifications I'm not 100% sure so so I don't want to lie to you well um, the one guy that I want to see get out there which I doubt he'll get out there because it's pretty well the position is locked up by Joe Joe and Kavon and that's Corbett Mims I mean, I, for some reason, I want to I want to see him get out there and show what he's got. Cause I, I'm not going to say that he can do that, mm-hmm. do like what one of these guys did, but I, I feel like he could potentially be a Javon Ron Jones or, uh, and I can't think of the other guy's name, uh, it was number eight. Chris, I think that was his number. Well, we had, uh, we had a good stretch there. It was Chris Odom, Javon Roland Jones, and then Ronnie, Ronnie Bingham. Well, uh, so so but, to follow up on on your original question, JoJo is listed as a redshirt senior on the on the A State uh, on the A State roster. So I'm going to assume that this this year is it for him um, because okay. he's he's already played three seasons at North Texas, and he didn't play in 2020. So at, I, I think I think 
this is going to be it. He's already had a redshirt year, so so all of that. Now, I am curious. JoJo is dealing with a little bit of a hand injury that he's recovering from. So that does make me wonder if there's going to be a few more opportunities for people to to cycle in there at defensive end uh, to try and keep him okay and healthy for the final three games. And then as mentioned, you know, Corbett Mims hasn't played at all this year. So now you can play him for the final four games and get a little bit more info about what you got to work with and, and not cost him his red shirt. Right. Uh, but anyway, that's all I have. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, appreciate the phone call, Mark. Thanks for listening. Tell you what, apologies to Zach, who I know is with us on hold, but we've got to take a break. We're overdue, for, actually not for one, but for two. We'll be back here in a moment for more of the Workday Red Zone. Enter the Workday Red Zone with Kara Ritchie. Weekdays from noon to two on Northeast Arkansas's Sports Station. 95.3, the ticket. After 19 years, Nebo Auto Center is moving. That's right. Northeast Arkansas's original new car alternative has a brand new location. Just a quarter mile south of the old one at 3910 Stadium Boulevard. Nebo is your home to late model, low mileage cars, trucks, and SUVs that fit almost any budget. So visit NeboAuto.com and head to their new location at 3910 Stadium Boulevard, a half mile south of the bypass, and look for the red roof at Nebo Auto Center. We go Nebo. What are you looking for in a dentist? Experience, a friendly, caring staff, the latest in procedures and technology. You can have all of those things at Brooklyn Dental. Dr. Tony and Dr. Adams have been taking care of patients across the area for years and have brought that care to the all-new Brooklyn Dental. They're accepting new patients right now and work with all types of insurance. So why wait? Call Brooklyn Brooklyn Dental now at 393-5330 to schedule an appointment. That's 393-5330. Brooklyn Dental, open now on Highway 49 North in Brooklyn. Collision Repair in Jonesboro knows the hassle that a wreck or fender bender causes in our day-to-day lives. You need to be back in your vehicle fast and don't have time to keep taking it back into the shop for missed details. Collision Repair is committed to delivering quality work in a timely manner so you can be back on the road fast. You'll be glad you chose Collision repair to get your car back to normal after an accident. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. Call Collision Repair at 935-9482. Hi folks, Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture. Arkansas is a proud state with amazing people. At Heritage Agriculture, we honor that legacy every day. Helping the great people of Arkansas take care of their farms and ranches is our passion. If you're in the market for a tractor, combine, sprayer, or hay equipment, check out our great lineup of Case IH equipment. Case IH, along with Heritage Agriculture, is committed to serving Arkansas for all your farm and ranch needs. I'm Mike Linton with Heritage Agriculture, and we want your business. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at The Storehouse today. Vote today in Farmers and Merchants Bank's cutest trick-or-treater photo contest for your chance to win a station gift bag. The Little Ghosts and Goblins Entered also have an opportunity to win one of three great Halloween gift baskets from Farmers and Merchants Bank. Vote through Monday, November 8th at midnight for Farmers and Merchants Bank's cutest trick-or-treater at 953theticket.com or our Facebook page. Brought to you by The Ticket and Farmers and Merchants Bank. Member FDIC. On paper? It's the best sports show around. Back to the Workday Red Zone. 
Welcome back to the Workday Red Zone. Kara and Kate hanging out with you. 9303776, the number to call. Been asking you today for the KavanaughCars.com question. What word would you use to describe last night's college football playoff rankings? Of course, another big story last night that uh, I apologize that we barely even touched on. But to our Braves fan friends, congrats, man. How y'all feeling today? Congratulations on the World Series title. Awesome night. I I saw a picture, Jeff Passan, just a little bit of, well, not a little bit ago, last night, and I missed it, but I just saw it a little bit ago, tweeted out a picture of the baseball that Solaire hit, which one, I was very impressed that it landed. And the two, that he was able to get a picture of it. And you can tell a lot of times where somebody just hits the holy heck out of a ball. But there is there is just a <clears throat> there is a significant mark on that baseball <laughs> where yeah. where Solaire just smacked the crap out of it. And it was a really cool picture. I uh, would totally recommend going and, and finding that. Let's go to the Ritter Communications Hotline and let's check in with Zach. How are you? What's up, Kara? What's up, man? Not much, guys. Hey, just a heads up. You all hear, I guess, First National Bank on Highland got robbed earlier? I did not hear that. Yeah, the assailant escaped on foot. Uh, so, anyhow. Appreciate that heads know. up. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, how would I describe last night's uh, Braves victory? Is that what you said? No. How would you describe last night's college football playoff rankings? Oh, rankings. Well, I'm sure if you ask a Cincinnati fan, frustrating. Yeah? Yeah. I think I think most Cincinnati fans would agree with you in that aspect. Yeah. As far as the Braves winning last night, you know, I got a buddy here in Paragold. He is a big Braves fan, and I'm sure it's long overdue. He he still harbors a lot of hard feelings over that uh, 06 uh, infield playoff, infield uh, flat roll in the playoffs. Remember that, Carol? Yeah, the I do. Crash went on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what, though? This could be a good year for the state of Georgia. I mean, it could make up for 2017 when you had the uh, Georgia was uh, – were they, were they playing Alabama in a playoff game there? And, and then uh, you had uh, the Falcons choked against the uh, Patriots? Mm-hmm. I that? think that was all in one year. It was not. It was yeah. It was an especially tough couple months there to be uh, a sports fan in Atlanta. Yeah. So maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll uh, uh, redeem themselves this year. You know, as a matter of fact, during the next break, I want Mark to call in and sing uh, Welcome to Atlanta by Ludacris. He's already Take called. Request. Really? Mm-hmm. Darn. Missed opportunity. Um, <laughs> wanted to ask y'all, Zion Williamson, did y'all uh, watch any of the NBA on TNT last night? I, I did not. I had on, I don't even know, I flipped around from action to college football playoff to, to baseball, and I completely forgot about any NBA action last night. Cade, yourself? Uh, no, I did not. Well, they showed Zion, I guess he had on like a warm-up outfit, and he was uh, doing some drills. You know, still uh, nursing that injury. Mm-hmm. He looked like he'd put on even more weight. I remember they asked Charles about it. He said, "Looks like me and looks like me and Shaq had a baby in the off season." Talking about Zion, his That's- size and his weight gain. Um, looks like he's about three hundred pounds too, guys. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's not good. We know that he's a, he was a big dude. He was frequently athletic for a guy that's six seven, generously listed at six seven or two eighty two coming into the league as a rookie. But 
he's had his first year of injuries, and when you're that young, you shouldn't be that injury-prone, should you? You know, injuries usually come after you've played several years and you've got a lot of miles on the body, correct? I mean, in theory, and unfortunately we've seen it derail some other careers, um, especially, you know, the the big men. <laughs> some of the bigger well, men seem to seem to have the worst foot, ankle, lower leg, whatever situations. Well, it, New Orleans looks, seems like they're snake bit. They got Anthony Davis nearly a decade ago, and he's not necessarily a big guy as far as weight, you know, weight terms, but, uh, you know, he's post player, but... Uh, He's not been healthy throughout his career. He's been pretty much on the shelf more than he's played almost, hasn't he? Um, a lot. A big, yeah. bubble, a big bulk of his career, you know. But anyways, uh, Charles said, you know, someone's got to be a grown man and tell him how you've got to get, you know, even when you're injured, you've got to control your eating and get in shape. You know, he said that's what Moses Malone told him when he first got there. You know, he was 280-plus pounds at six four and a half. You know, Charles was... And he probably got the weight off and got down to a healthy 250. Yeah, so. I mean, Zion is, is, and again, he is freakishly athletic, so it's not like it is a, an apples-to-apples comparison to a to a normal 6'6", 300-pound guy. But, I mean, he's he's built like, right now more like a an offensive lineman than a than a basketball player. Or a bloated, or a bloated tight end, you know? Yeah. Mm. I don't. I, I, who's the last three hundred and seventeen pound tight end out there? Well, That's when he was crazy. when he was two eighty coming into the league, sure. what I'm referring to. But uh, hey, today is the uh, on this date twenty five years ago. Kobe Bryant made his debut as a Laker. Guys, how about that? That's a uh, it's pretty special day in sports history. Then, yeah, no doubt. Happy birthday to uh, Drago from Rocky Four too. I must break you. Anyways, all right, guys. Good times. See you. See you. Let's hit pause. We'll be back. Uh, continue to debate on the question of the day right after this here on The Ticket. We are the station that always has our howl on. Northeast Arkansas Sports Station. 95.3. The Ticket. fans, this is Coach Butch Jones, and it's game week. We need you in Centennial Bank Stadium this Saturday. Hatcher throws it over the middle. Caught to Valentine across the 40. Breaks a tackle across the 45-50. T. Hunt across the 40. 30. 20. He's inside the 10 and he's into the end zone for the score. 76 yards. Help us lock the vault. Secure your seat now. Visit astateredwolves.com or call 870-972-2781. Wolves up. At More Air Conditioning, we know how scary old HVAC systems can be. That's why we want to see yours in the hashtag MyHauntedHVAC Challenge. Post a photo of that spooky system on our Facebook page for your chance to win a free HVAC system installed. Plus, everyone that enters gets a free system evaluation, so you aren't left in the cold this winter. For details about how to enter, visit the More Air Conditioning Facebook page or moreac.com slash contest. You deserve more, don't sell for less. Over the years, Purcell Tire and Service Center has earned the reputation as the home of a huge selection of tires, plus unbeatable service on your personal vehicle. And now, Purcell is looking for you to join their team. Purcell is looking for mechanics, tire technicians, and an outside service technician for medium commercial tires. Apply now at PurcellTire.com, PurcellTire.com, and click on Careers. And next time you need your vehicle serviced, remember to go see your friends at Purcell Tire and Service Center, corner of Parker and Caraway Road, Jonesboro. You've been told banks with branches don't have the digital capabilities you need, but why not have the best of both worlds? At First National Bank, we have all the online banking tools you could ever need. Plus, if you need something, we have real people in real places near you. Digital, with branches, and real people. We know you can't be everywhere at once, but we can be anywhere you are. 
Check it, snap it, track it, pay it, move it, and ask it anywhere. First National Bank, putting you first, always. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Next time you have a special occasion, make a memory you'll never forget with the help of Crown Limousine. Weddings, birthday parties, concerts, anniversaries, going out for dinner, or just because. Crown Limousine will help you make a memory that will last a lifetime. Choose from Crown Limousine's 14-passenger Hummer or one of their 10-passenger Lincolns. Crown Limousine has the right limo for your memory. Find Crown Limousine on Facebook and at crownlimo1.com. Call 215-0077 and reserve your next memory and motion with crown limousine arkansas hunters we need your help there's a silent killer in the deer woods that is expanding through our state chronic wasting disease a fatal neurological disease that affects deer and elk the arkansas game and fish commission is asking that any harvested deer be tested at more than 100 free testing locations throughout the state the data collected will be very valuable as we continue our research. To learn more about this disease and to find your closest testing site, visit ArkansasCWD.com. Giving you 110% and taking it one show at a time. Here's Kara Ritchie. Continuing right along here on the Workday Red Zone. Phone lines open at 930-3776. We've been asking you today, what word would you use to describe last night's college football playoff rankings? And uh, 930-3776 is the number to call. Looking at some of your answers today, Colin on Twitter calls it discombobulated. I think it's a nice way of saying it doesn't make sense. Uh, Mr. A calls it predictable. The end around chimes around with a similar answer saying same as it ever was. And uh, Mark says, not one word, but the more things change, the more they stay the same. And I would agree with, uh, honestly, every single one of, of those answers. Because when you look, it's it's obviously, I, I wanted to see Cincinnati higher. There's, there's no doubt about that. But when you look at these rankings, a lot of the times, what it looks like is that the committee goes in and ranks teams one through six in the way that they want to rank them. And then they go in and they fill in seven through 25 in the way that would best support their top sixes case. And so what I mean by that is, is take, for example, the end of the rankings. It just looks like teams got, got thrown in there randomly, right? But Fresno State <laughs> landing in... The CFP Top 25 was no accident. You know why? Because that's one of Oregon's biggest wins. Oregon doesn't have a just really strong strength of schedule outside of, obviously, Ohio State. That was a very good win for them. Yeah. But other than that, who has Oregon beat? We know the Pac-12 is not good. And in fact, in recent years, the Pac-12 and the AAC it sometimes have had almost kind of similar strengths of schedule and, and similar rankings. So what does the committee do? Uh, let's throw let's throw Fresno State in the top twenty five since Oregon State beat them too. It just looks it just looks crazy. If you are Cincinnati now, one of the most frustrating things about these rankings is just well, I don't want to say one because there's so many things that are frustrating. But now you have to have so many things go in your favor for you to make it in. And in I try to make a list of everything Cincinnati will have to have go right for them to get in the top four so obviously if you're Cincinnati you have to win out and one of the things that Gary Barta told us yesterday 
uh, was that, you know, it's not enough for Cincinnati to win at this point. He pointed at their two most recent games as far as games where Cincinnati didn't do enough in terms of why they weren't ranked higher. You know, he pointed out the fact that uh, Tulane had a backup quarterback or a backup backup. I can't remember if they were down to a second or third string guy, but yet they could still run the ball on Cincinnati. So, so they would get knocked for that. Also pointed out the fact that, you know, Navy wasn't great. Uh, and so they get docked points for not going out and absolutely shellacking Navy. So not only are you Cincinnati, do you have to win, but every single win from here on out has to come with an exclamation point. Basically, they're making it sound like, you know, Cincy, if you don't put Fiddy on them, then you're probably not getting in this thing. So that's the first step that Cincinnati has to do. The second, you have to most likely have somebody else in your league end up in the top 25. And your best bet is probably going to be Houston, who is coming off a win against SMU. So you have to have Houston win out in the regular season, get Houston ranked, in the top 25 of the college football playoffs. And then Cincinnati is going to have to beat Houston by a significant margin in the AAC playoff game, or the AAC championship game, excuse me. All right, so that's the the first first steps right there. After that, you're going to have to have Alabama lose again, whether that's to Auburn or Georgia or whoever. you got to get them out of the equation, okay? So Alabama is going to have to have another loss in there. You're going to have to have Ohio State lose to either Michigan State or Purdue or just whoever. Then after that, you're going to have to have Michigan lose to Ohio State because this committee is very, very big on the Big Ten. So a one-loss Michigan, a one-loss Ohio State, a one-loss Michigan State, they're probably all going to jump you in the conversation if you're Cincinnati. So you have to have those things happen as well. You have to have Oregon lose to anybody you got to get rid of the Pac-12. Because a two-loss Pac-12 team has absolutely no business in any way, shape, or form being in above any undefeated team in the college football playoff rankings. Now, the list continues. I'm not done, by the way. You also have to have some, some carnage happen in the Big 12. You have to have Ohio lose to Baylor, but then beat Oklahoma State. And you have to have Baylor lose to anybody else. Then after that, Wake Forest has got to lose to somebody. You've got to have Notre Dame win out to help boost your win over them earlier in the season. And every other team on on Cincinnati's schedule has pretty much got to win out. That's your list if you're Cincinnati. Good luck. That makes my head hurt. We've got one more break to take. We'll take it. Come back. Wrap up this conversation here on uh, today's Workday Red Zone. We're not as socially awkward as you think. Search for 95.3 The Ticket on Facebook and follow us at 95.3 The Ticket on Twitter. Your vehicle is a personal and important investment. At Central Collision Center, we're more than collision repair. We do everything from minor paint touch-ups and windshield replacements to framework. We're committed to customer satisfaction and provide the highest quality of service. At Central Collision Center, we provide honest and expert auto care and offer a written lifetime warranty and on-site rental car arrangements. Stop by or give us a call today to schedule your free estimate. Central Collision Center. Professional, convenient, reliable. Find Central Chevrolet on Stadium and online at centralcollisionctr.com. 
There's a lot of things we can say about the kind of experience you get when using First Financial Mortgage. Here are more glowing reviews from satisfied customers. I always hate buying, selling, or refinancing a home. First Financial Mortgage was great from start to finish. Everyone there was friendly and easy to talk to. Mary Tucker was a godsend. This was our first home to purchase, and she walked us through the entire process step by step. She is a true professional. Call Mary Tucker or Lori Weaver, 935-7808. First Financial Mortgage, Equal Housing Lender, member FDI. Where are we going? I thought you wanted to get some stuff for the party. We're going to the old country store off the Cash River in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Jonesboro. Yeah, but we need something besides beer and wine, don't we? The old country store has all spirits now. I'm taking you to see all your favorite men. Oh, you mean Jack, Jim, Jose, and Johnny. Yep. You know, Jose's my favorite. Keep your clothes on this time. The proceeding was recorded by poorly paid voice actors. The Old Country Store and Spirits, 16067 Highway 63 East in Sedgwick, just 10 miles from Dan Avenue. The Old Country Store. Calling all Red Wolves fans. We want you and your business at United Country Scenic Rivers Realty. If you have property to sell, call me, Angie Gallagher, at 870-219-5159 to get your property sold. Red Wolves fans are some of my favorite customers. The real estate market is hot and inventory is low from everything selling so fast. Whether you have a home in Jonesboro or Paragould, a farm or ranch, waterfront property, or a country home with acreage in northeast Arkansas, we can sell it. United Country Scenic Rivers Realty and the Red Wolves. Now, That's a winning combination. The Storehouse has a new location, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, and they have everything for your business. Office supplies, office furniture, fireproof files, printer towers and ink, break room supplies, cleaning supplies, bathroom supplies, self-inking stamps, printing, and so much more. The Storehouse offers free delivery, and you can order online or over the phone if you need. The Storehouse, 3102 Fox Road in Jonesboro, or call 870-972-6360. Put your business in the hands of the experts at the Storehouse today. New at Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland Drive in Jonesboro, our MVP Center. That's me banking virtual pro, kind of like an ATM, only there's a real FM banker on screen to help you do almost anything you can do inside the lobby. Live teller hours, 7 to 7 weekdays and 9 till noon on Saturdays. Works as an ATM 24-7. Think inside the box with Farmers and Merchants Bank on Highland and coming soon to Southwest Drive at Parker Road. Member FDIC. You've already mailed it in at work today, so you might as well keep it right here. Back to the Workday Red Zone. All right, party people, home stretch here on a Wednesday, a Workday Red Zone. Just a reminder again, tomorrow, 1230, we're going to talk with the Appalachian State beat writer Ethan Joyce, get to know more about the Mountaineers. Maybe he can tell us just something, any one thing that maybe they suck at. Because, again, statistically, they're kind of good at, well, everything you can possibly be good at. They they run it well. They throw it well. They defend the run well. They defend the pass well. They're good in the red zone. They're good on third down. They forced a lot of interceptions, so they're good at takeaways. I, I'm running out of things to, for them to be good at. They're just They're just good. <laughs> they're really good. Again, uh, that's tomorrow at 12.30. Last call on the phones here, 9303776. What word would you use to describe last night's college football playoff rankings? That is today's KavanaughCars.com question brought to you by our great friends at KavanaughCars.com. The full Kavanaugh inventory is there for you online. So you can search, of course, by if you're looking for a new car, I mean, make and model, they got that for you. But if you're not quite 100% sure what you want, you just kind of have a budget and a body style in mind, uh, you can go and have a much more in-depth search as well. So that way you can find the perfect 
vehicle for you. Once you got that picked out, hey, continue to use the website to go ahead and get pre-approved to find out what your trade is worth, calculate your payments, all of that. Those are all things you can do right now at KavanaughCars.com. There is a lot going on nationally today that I apologize that we haven't really touched on. Of course, again, continued uh, congratulations to to the Braves and and their faithful. Uh, That has been a long time coming for them to be able to get that World Series win. And they did it last night in, uh, you can't really say dramatic fashion, because they went out and they, yeah. I mean, when you hit a baseball to the moon, like Solaire did, and, and you had some other big exclamation points, then, you know, it certainly wasn't that much of a nail-biter. But then again, when you're a Braves fan, I'm sure everything feels like a nail-biter. In terms of, if you're an Atlanta sports fan... There is probably no lead too large that does not yes. feel like a, a nail biter moment. Well, I mean, to be fair, every pretty much every game in the in the postseason wasn't close. Yeah, like we had close series, but most games that were played just weren't particularly close this postseason for whatever reason. No, and I mean, if you're again, if you're a Atlanta fan, all you have to do, even last night when you were up seven or nothing, all you had to do is flashback to the night before where you started out, or the game before where you started out and you had that. You had that grand slam early and felt like you were just going to be able to roll through it and close it out only for the Astros to come back and win. So, But uh, the Braves were able to close it out. A tremendous series there. One where I thought they would be left for dead, honestly, just as soon as Agunia got hurt. And in fact, if you go back and look at their World Series odds to win, uh, for basically until the month of October, they were trending at about 5%. And then all of a sudden, things started to really go well for them at the right time and then of course they continued to show um that anything can happen as long as you just make it into the playoffs because of the teams that were in the playoffs or of the six division winners at least they were the one with the fewest regular season wins by five games there are three different mlb teams that won a hundred or more games in the regular season none of them even made it to the world series let alone were able to win it all so again you just it's just another example of the fact that you just got to get in. And then who knows what will happen after that. Again, uh, congratulations to you, Atlanta fans. I hope, you, hope you're hope you tired and physically miserable today, but obviously mentally in, in really, really good spirits. Some other news going on today. Probably the biggest news nationally today, other than you know celebrating what the Braves were able to do, is the fact that Aaron Rodgers is not going to be playing this Sunday for Green Bay. So I know a lot of you will need to adjust your fantasy lineups uh, accordingly because he's a a must start, obviously, if he's out there. But he's tested positive for COVID-19. And we continue to see athletes going through this. This this isn't a big deal, but there's a lot of he said, he said in terms of his vaccination status. Now, at the end of the day, look, the choice is yours, fine, whatever. But the issue with Rodgers, is that earlier in the season he was asked about his vaccination status and he said, I think he said he was immunized, but didn't necessarily say he was vaccinated or maybe he did say that he was vaccinated and now there's reports that he's not vaccinated. So it lengthens the amount of time he has to sit out and it kind of, makes him look like a liar um I don't have an issue with an athlete or a coach or whoever not commenting on their status but 
I do have an issue with someone trying to be intentionally misleading about it. Yeah. And by all accounts, it really looks like that. What that is what Rogers was doing. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, he said that at his training yeah. camp press conference. That I mean, I just I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's a bizarre story. That which, by the way, has been like the entire NFL season. And the none of the bizarre stories have to do with literally anything on the field. It's all off the field. It's, there have definitely been some some twists and turns. This year, there's there's no doubt to it. Uh, Wednesday night tonight, we got action tonight. Uh, yeah, we have two Mac games. Tonight. Okay, I don't even know why I'm asking. We're in a stretch. We're still somewhere in that stretch. We're like five days into that stretch where we have 27 straight days yeah. of football on on TV. So yeah. it's action tonight. Um, you got Central Michigan, Western Michigan, Northern Illinois at Kent State. Which, by the way, Eastern Michigan and Toledo was like. Full on drunk last night. It was fantastic. Fifty two to forty nine. Yeah, it was. It was completely off the rocker. It was great. I mean, it was no. Uh, gosh, was it BYU Virginia? Yeah, BYU Saturday night. That was night. insane. Yeah. Saturday night, and then of course the week before that we had Wake Forest and Army, where there was one hundred and twenty six points scored. All three Matt games last night were decided by a touchdown or less. So, hey, maybe we'll be in store for some more competitive college football tonight. Those both kick off at 6 o'clock, by the way. Hey, that's a wrap for us today. Thanks to everybody who joined us. Appreciate Keith Merritt hanging out in Hour 1. And also, uh, thank you to Arkansas State women's basketball coach Matt Daniel for chiming in with us as well. If you missed that chat, we'll have it up for you later at 953theticket.com. Keep it here. The setup with Kate and Andrew is next, followed by The Drive. At 3 o'clock, have it here in the morning for the front row with Budro at 7. RWRC Radio with JC comes your way at 10. Kate and I will be back at noon. For Kate, I'm Kara. Thanks for hanging out. Can't wait to talk to you then. Have a great, great day.